Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Well, Kim, one more time, not that we're done or anything, but yet again, we're back. I love being back. We're not back in black. We're just back. No, I'm in blue today. I'm actually in Carrie's blue today. Nice. Well, I was just pondering something and it basically, it went like this. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Yeah, because sometimes you get stickers in your legs when you go up the wrong path. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and I don't know where you come from, but we get chiggers, and they itch, and they hurt, and it's not fun, and that's the thing. So you got you to gotta choose your path wisely or or not wisely, just sometimes life gives you a path. You ever be walking out in the woods and you come up to a cliff? That's a pretty easy decision. Now you've got to either go left or go right. Those are decisions that just have to be made. But anyway, so maybe we should talk about these paths and going down different ones and see who's on the path with us today. Ooh, I love who's on the path with us today. We have our resident always guest who fusses at me to not include her all the time and I can't help it. And that is our famous Australian financial designer and rock star podcaster Carrie's arm. And the crowd goes, wow. <laughs> and they really want to get rid of me, but they realize that I've got the link and I just keep turning up. <laughs> not true, Carrie, not true. <laughs> And we have somebody else that's very special to us. Tell us who that is. I can't wait to tell you. We have Melissa Botorf Airy with us today, who is not only a brilliant entrepreneur, she's a dear friend. She is an incredible human. I want to just go through this long list of things, but I'll keep it to, you know, she is someone who is making an impact in this world and has she is just really moving the needle for people who need help in the grieving space. I'm going to say that is the major thing that she focuses on, but she is so much more than just that piece of her life. And I know she's got much to say about the paths that we have and that we choose and that we find ourselves on, actually. So welcome, Melissa. Welcome, Melissa. Welcome. Thank you. It's my honor to be here. I'm excited. I don't know what I've gotten into, but I'm excited. <laughs> we don't know what we've gotten ourselves into either. So, so you're in object, good company. Object. <laughs> so life is a path, but it's not one path. And not everybody is on the same path. This one may be a heavy episode, folks. So trigger warning if it's a. If we get into uh, deep waters or if we get into uh, thin air one way or the other. <laughs> well, Melissa, I would love for you to give us your take on 
you know, just walking down a path and realizing your path is going to change or it changes suddenly, like you and I both have had experiences where our, our lives have changed suddenly over things. A lot of people have. What do you say about going down a path and when David talked about coming to the cliff and you have a choice to go right or left or to fall down, what would you say in that moment represents that in your life? Like what, what paths have come to, and to that place for you? Oh, wow. So that's a loaded, loaded thing (laughs) (laughs) because I'm not super young. (laughs) I'm not super old either. I am somewhere in the middle. But I feel like my life has presented itself. Like you said, life is essentially a path, right? So, but it's not a straight path. It's, no. <laughs> it's far from straight. I mean, you know, it's windy and curvy and hilly and full of tunnels and all sorts of things if you really want to get, you know, the analogy. And I don't even, before you even, we even talked about what we were going to talk about, I have my screen in front of me that I'm looking at a picture with a a road, just a road in in trees. It's actually a picture I took, but it's probably not an an accident that we went down this path as I'm staring at at one of my paths in life. And that particular path was one that I did come to suddenly because of the loss of my son. But I found myself even then, you know, when, when, when I had to veer, I literally had to veer without notice. I still found myself on a path that I thought made sense. And for me at that time, it did seem to make sense, but life has a way of throwing us into situations that we have to reevaluate. And I just, I know that one of the things that came to mind when we talked about this was the idea that sometimes we get stuck on a pathway too long because we've decided at some point that it makes sense to be going that direction. And I've done that more than once. But when I think about when my husband and I headed out on the road for, we didn't know how long, but we knew we were going to live on the road for a while and work remotely. I decided I was going to teach people to, um, as a retired chef, I was going to go with what I knew. And I started writing a cookbook that I'd always wanted to write. And I started blogging and I started interacting and teaching people to cook in their tiny kitchens because I wanted people to learn to be able to live from the road. I wanted them to be able to learn to do it in a way that was like a local person would do that. You could still go to farms and you could still go to farmer's markets that you didn't have to result in always defaulting to the big box store in every town to find your goods. And so I was on that path and lo and behold, I didn't wake up one day and go, I don't really like this path. (laughs) This isn't the right path for me. And I knew where I wanted to be or where I felt like I belonged, but it still took me a while to be willing to like start looking for a different car because that other path was not going to fit in what I was currently doing. So, and I use car obviously metaphorically, but we, we do that a lot here. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for a different conveyance to get down a different, uh, a different lane in life. And I think it's pride and stubbornness and, you know, we could call it what we want, but let's just call it ego. Cause that's what it is. Ego that causes us to oftentimes stay on a pathway too long. So been there, done that. And I did stay on that path longer than I wish I had, but I think that's part of part of life. Right. So I just ducked and dodged your question for the most part, but <laughs> 
You're in good company, though, because I think all of us have come to those places that we know we need to do something different, but we don't even know what that is sometimes. And and I think all of us as humans face those places. So I love that you're sharing this. Even if you didn't get really deep in it, you still like gave a great example from your life of where you had to change something. And I think you're right about the ego part. I know I have, I had a situation in my life where I had an office building and I had things that were on the outside signs of success. And one of the best decisions I ever made was to change that path. And everybody was, you know, freaked out because the signs of success were the things I already had versus I got true success by changing that path. And so that's one of the things from my own life that I've, you know, I have faced and I faced a lot of people or naysayers saying things about it. And the truth is they didn't understand what success was. They didn't understand that like they just didn't understand. So a lot of times when you're changing paths, people get unsettled because of their own security things. They get unsettled when you're making a different decision because that's not what they're expecting. Yeah, I agree. And I think that a lot of times those of us that are off balance enough to be an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, I was supposed to say driven and motivated and all of those things, right? Um, yeah, those of us that find ourselves um, in the in, in the constant um, rough lane, oftentimes don't want to make the choice to change because we do get so wrapped up in what other people are going to think, and whether they're going to perceive it as Now, I outgrew that about a decade ago, I think, for the most part, but I've always been someone that that has continually at points in my life made the choices that make other people go, really? Really? Mm. Because that doesn't seem safe. That doesn't seem smart. What are you going to do if, and they have the big, and I'm like, well, I'll deal with that when it comes, (laughs) but it is the what if and what are people going to think? that keeps so many people from taking different paths. I mean, when we, when we made the decision to go out on the road, when I look at that path that's in front of me on this other screen, we had a few people to our face say, what really? And what are you going to do when and how long and uh, and all the questions. And then we had a lot of people later, we found out that we're doing that behind our back. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew they were, I didn't, didn't care. And then later, those same people are the ones that go, oh, wow, and oh, I, and I wish I could. It's just so interesting, the dynamic of that, right? Because on one hand, they're saying to you, oh, don't take that path. It looks scary. It looks dangerous. I see, I see darkness up there. And then the other part of them sits back as they watch you roll off and go, gosh, I wish I could do that. It's exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) But I think, I think as humans, we Sometimes, sometimes it's in our nature to default to what's comfortable and what's, what's the word for it? Like when it's normal, you know, what our normal is, it's, it's comfortable, it's our safe place, it's easier maybe to not even contemplate a change, you know, to not be perhaps willing to take a risk or we don't trust ourselves to do that. And I've, I've personally found a lot of people that, 
in family circles especially that they've been in the same job for so long they don't know any different and and they're happy like it's not that they're unhappy that's the path that they chose and then on the flip side there's other people out there that are moving from this career to that career to that career trying to find their thing when we speak professionally when we when we're on a personal level sometimes the worlds collide professionally and personally you know professionally making a choice and changing your path how is that going to affect your personal life because everything has a ripple effect and can be good or bad and we have to consider all those things but i think when we change paths i i like to see it we love to talk about cars and roads and all those things i really see it like merging traffic because sometimes we need to move out of one thing and into something else and trying to get it's like synchronized swimming people trying to get everything all the stars to align all the worlds to join together and come together in a beautiful unison kind of way doesn't always go to plan doesn't always work doesn't always look that pretty but sometimes it works so i like merging traffic if everyone's doing the right speed there you go david take it away so if we head on with the automotive example if you're in your car and you turn the wheel and then let go of the wheel, the car doesn't know or the manufacturer didn't make that car in such a way that the wheel goes back to center. If you're moving at speed, that is the natural way of the wheels. They want to continue in the way they were going. So they automatically bring themselves back to straight. So when you're talking about the difficulty of making that change or doing the merge, the vehicle that we're usually in, especially depending on the speed that we're going, wants to continue in that same direction at all times. And so being able to change that wheel power steering, I think we're, we're of a certain point where we've driven vehicles that don't have power steering makes that much more difficult to be able to turn that wheel and maintain control of the turn and keep the turn going because that inertia, that, that physics issue that is fighting back on you says you can't do that. Just exactly what Melissa was saying. This is not something that you need to be doing. I think whenever you're talking about a car moving and then hopping over to another road, I think sometimes that's drastic, but you know, I use the analogy all the time of a right turn for a train is a train wreck. Like anything that you do super quickly. And I think sometimes in life, we do make those sudden changes when if we would have taken just a minute to turn a little bit slower or whatever. But I think there's also times in our life when we don't have a choice. There's something happened in our life. Melissa, I think you can speak to this part you are down one path and I don't believe you're on the wrong path. Like that's one of the things I hear a lot of people talk about is that, well, I was doing this thing and it was wrong. Well, that's not necessarily the case. You, you were learning things you needed to learn to get here, to make a different choice. I have some very disconnected things in my life that I thought, how in the world can you go from this to this? But the truth is, that is exactly what I needed to do. I had to learn some things 
in other arenas to get to where I am today. And I think you having to change your path suddenly and do something different, I think you handled it very well. And whoever they are that tells us we shouldn't do something, I've never understood who they are or where they got their credentials. I'll just say that to be telling you what you should be doing with your life. So I think your example of creating something, because the cookbook is not something that's gone. The cookbook actually now supports something new that you're doing in a different way based on circumstances that were out of your control. True. And, and even hearing you talk about it and then putting myself back back on the path before I was where I am now. You're right. I, even though my heart was, would have been in what I was, what I'm doing now, then when I chose the path I did, when we went out on the road, I look at the things that I did during that year and a half before I made a a switch of path, if you will. And much of it did lead me to being able to be better equipped where I'm at now. So was writing a cookbook and blogging and and doing live sessions and teaching people these things about cooking on the road and eating locally and all that was that was that relevant not so much but the learning how to navigate the online world a little bit better because I had come from being in a different I didn't I wasn't really working on social media and I wasn't blogging and I wasn't doing those things in my previous life so could I have jumped path and not had those skill sets and still figured it out where I'm at now? I could have, would have been much messier, a little bit more train wrecky, but I did gain skills that allowed me to make the switch a little bit, in my mind, a little bit easier. Still had the naysayers and the questioners and people shaking their heads like, here she goes again. But I find it interesting that you talk about different definitions of success because I think everybody ties that to the almighty dollar, right? They think that success somehow is tied to how many of those green dollars you have in your pocket. And a lot of times when those of us that are driven differently um, define success, that's kind of the last thing we're thinking about. So when I changed past this time, success wasn't even on my mind, right? And so many times in my life, out of necessity, it had to be. I had to think about feeding kids or paying the bills or the different things. And so you make choices based on that. This choice wasn't based on that. It was based on an actual drive and calling to do something that really mattered. And I wasn't even thinking about the money that it might or might not bring. And I think adding right here to that part of the conversation, Melissa, is that if you are in business and your business is not making money, you can't stay in business. Right. And your business is so important to so many people. There's no way you can not be making money and sustaining that business because there's a lot of people counting on you. And I think that's something to be said too about our paths that we, we have other people along the way. We may not know them when we start down that path, but there are other people that come along with us that we impact along the way. And when you change paths and you make a bigger impact, because that's exactly what you're doing is you're making an enormous impact. I look at you and I think you are 
the poster child, we'll call it, for choosing whale. Like you didn't, you didn't set out to do this. You wish you would, didn't even have the things, you know, to talk about with your business now. But I am so proud of you because you are committed in a way that money can't touch. You're not viable. You're not harnessed by someone else telling you what you have to do. And I think that's a credit to you as well. Picking a path that you have the choices on is is a big deal. <laughs> I wasn't always as smart as I am sometimes now. I've I've chosen a <laughs> lot. Of- <laughs> yeah, a lot of caveats there, but I was at a place in life that when I had to make the choices I've made this time, things went a little bit smoother than they have at some points in my life when I've just made choices to go down different paths in a less intentional way. So I'll jump in here and and, and talk about that. I mean, in a business sense, if you're not running your own business or even if you are being fired, (laughs) that is a direction change. And you can learn from it, which sometimes, you know, especially when we're young slash immature, no matter how old we are, if we don't connect the right way with, you know, an employer, or we don't know exactly what we're doing with that role, whatever it is, that can be one of the biggest wake up calls imaginable is getting the opportunity to go figure out what it is you want to do because obviously whatever it is you're doing now is not what you want to do because you're not doing it very well. That's not always the case. Sometimes it's just a matter of too much personnel and you get laid off. But again, that path change gives you a chance to either reinvent yourself, find a new tribe, a new clan, a new group of people to be with, to spend time with. And it opens up some amazing horizons. My brother-in-law, I think I've mentioned this before, discusses a major change in his life because a carbon copy form was misaligned and it told him one thing when the form actually was the original form was clicked on another checkbox, but his checkbox put him in a, well, that's fine. I won't even bother doing this thing that he actually had permission to do, but it, the form didn't, that he got, didn't say that he did. And so he went off and did something completely different, changed the trajectory of his life. And so we make these decisions based on interesting things that come along. And like you say, sometimes those are opportunities. If we make them that way, sometimes they are just things that are dropped on us and we, there's nothing we can do, but change. Yeah. It, you, you said something there that made me think David, that, a lot of times we don't, we, we maybe don't think about this part of it, but I thought about, as you were talking, hands on the wheel. And oftentimes when we're, we assume that when we're going down a path, we have both hands on the wheel and that we're, we're actually in control of where we're going. But it made me think about how oftentimes in life we are on auto control or cruise control um, in a plane, it's autopilot. That's really scary to me when I think about the whole concept, but (laughs) I guess, I guess it's kind of like cruise control in a car. Um, (laughs) But when you take your hands off the wheel and allow your, the auto pilot to take over, 
like you said, the vehicle wants to go a certain way and it kind of stays on the straight path, if you will. And, and I think I, that's the path that I found myself on. It wasn't a bad path. It wasn't a wrong path. I was just on autopilot. I was literally doing what was easiest. I didn't look mom, my hands don't have to be on the wheel. This is, this is so easy, but taking an easy path isn't always the right path because, you know, taking my hands and putting them back on the wheel and realizing I had control to go a different way was a really important step for me to say, it's not that I'm unhappy here. Or the scenery is bad here because there wasn't anything wrong with traveling and writing this blog and teaching people to cook. It wasn't, I wasn't doing something bad or harmful. It wasn't uh, negatively impacting my life, but it wasn't, it wasn't the right path. I had to take control and be willing to, to turn, to, to, to literally go a different direction that was going to be more fulfilling because sometimes being on autopilot is just that it's the scenery isn't bad. It isn't great, but it just is what it is. Right. Instead of saying, but I really want to, or I really need to, or I really feel driven to, and you're passing those, those opportunities by sometimes you need to slow down and stop and realize which path it is you really want to be on or belong on and put your hands back on the wheel. And that's not for everybody. Has anyone ever stopped at one of those like mill of nowhere and you've come across the, and it's got the four directions, the road. Crossroads. The crossroads, yes. Has anyone actually been on a road trip and stopped at one of those and gone, hmm, have you guys ever done that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. It's one of the most interesting feelings to actually stop and get out of the car and stand there you probably don't have to make a decision, but it's just a moment. You you realize you're you're inadvertently alluding to to Wilson here. It makes me think of the Tom Hanks movie where at the end Castaway, isn't that what it's called with Wilson? Yeah. Where he stops in the middle of the country and just stares at the different mm-hmm. roads and he ends up going down, you know, because he's trying to decide which way he really wants to go next. And he does stop and get out of the truck. So that visual came to my mind as you were saying that. Yeah, because... and I've forgotten about that that part of the movie, to be honest with you. You know I've got the ball, like I've got Wilson <laughs> right, right I know, here. that's why I said yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like, I know, you stole Wilson. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, back to your thought. When I was, well, in high school, I guess, we were having a discussion in a uh, youth group setting and and several people just kind of were like, well, you know, my life's just kind of in a rut right now. Like, like somebody in high school understands what it is to be in a rut. They do. I get it. I did kind of. So yeah, my life's in a rut and blah, blah, blah. And so somebody else picked up on the idea and yeah, my life's in a rut and blah, 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 blah. Well, one of the older college age folks that was in the room came back and, and with their brilliant wisdom said, you, you, you do understand the definition of a rut, a rut is a grave with both ends kicked out. And so basically, if you don't get yourself out of that rut, change the direction, you're just early in your grave. That's heavy, but it's very good visual to to think about. There is times, and Melissa, you've alluded to this, there are times when we need to turn on the cruise control and we need to just, maybe we need to slow down a little bit, but, but because life has come at us hard and fast, 
we may need to turn on the cruise control and just exist for a little bit, knowing that things need to happen and letting somebody else take care of some of those things while we experience the hard stuff. But then when the time is right, coming out of that and saying, okay, maybe I can't turn the wheel, but I can change the radio station. Maybe I can't turn the wheel, but I can adjust the temperature control. And then eventually getting to that, back to that point in our lives when we are able to grab our own wheel of life and point it in the direction that we want to go, adjust the speed, adjust the direction. You, you went there, you went deep with it because you had me thinking exactly of, I've never used this analogy in the things that I do, although I use paths and storms and all sorts of things in the analogies that for what I do in the suicide loss space with other, other moms, it made me think about a lot of those moms when you were talking about that, because in the beginning, that's what I was doing. I was existing in the only way I knew how. Mm-hmm. which did mean not only cruise control, but I was in the back seat, like just for the ride, right? I wasn't even near the steering wheel. And that's exactly it. Even when I went out on the road, um, really, really went out on the road, not not metaphorically with my husband and we were traveling, I was still not doing the driving because not only actually, but metaphorically, because I wasn't ready. Um, I just wasn't ready for that path. I needed to see the easy scenery and get used to being back in the front of the vehicle, if you will, because by that time I had at least crawled out of the back seat. If we're going to (laughs) stay, if we're going to stay with this analogy, Um, but I was not ready to be in control yet. I was not ready to, I hadn't really taken in enough to know. And you know, sometimes people say, well, how are you going to know? I think you just know when you know, because when I knew it was time to take control and put my hands back on the wheel and choose a direction, I didn't have any problem with it at that time. But if you'd asked me to do that six months before, I might have train wrecked us. So one of my favorite Melissa quotes is to give yourself space and grace. And I think there's a lot of times when we're about to change a path, that if you don't give yourself that space and grace to sit in the backseat, if you need to, for a minute, to get your bearings back, to do those things, you're like, you can cause more harm to you and those around you by not allowing that space and grace. Melty. Yeah, definitely melty. I've made a lot of decisions in melty states that I, you know, I would later regret because I didn't give myself the space and grace. So I think that that is such wisdom that came from you in lots of conversations we've had, because it's, I quote you all the time for that. I love that, that whole thought of, if you don't, if you don't give yourself that space and grace, that's when the wrecks happen. That's when, you know, a lot worse can happen. Absolutely. And that goes back to the absolute level of, permission is allowing yourself to step back, assess the road ahead and maybe be aware or not be aware of what's going on. Just again, because I have to say I've never and hope I never have to experience the level of grief that Kim, I know, and Melissa, both you two have gone through and my daughter had a massive loss recently and she is, I'm watching her come through it. And so I'm learning from her as she has success 
coming through her and seeing her change back to herself, quote unquote, back to herself. She's going to be a different person. As we wrap up this really <laughs> travely <laughs> and, and potentially heavy episode, we want to encourage people to send us your stories of changing direction, your, your stories of, and we, we have a previous episode of giving up control or the illusion of control or whatever. But what we're talking about in this episode is trying to wrest control of our own lives in certain ways. But please send us your stories and ideas to info at yourpermissiontowin.com. We're glad to have had Melissa here with us. And of course, Carrie, and I guess Kim, I mean, of course, Kim. <laughs> I, I'm not changing paths, David. Can I say that? <laughs> well, if you will permit me, I will close us out today with a word of, no, no, wait. I will close us out today by finishing or going back to the beginning, as it were, of where I started. And it's by Robert Frost. It is The Road Not Taken, which is really what we've been talking about. And this is just such a beautiful poem. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, just as fair and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay on leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Well, Melissa, thank you. Thank you. We, we, we sure went on a winding road, didn't we? Del? Which is <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Thanks for the road trip. Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Permission to win.